Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Force Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. As always, I am joined by the Admiral Piet to my Admiral Hazel, which means I die soon, <laughs> Joseph Scrimshaw. That's right. I'm just waiting in the wings to take everything you have. I'll That's make a not nice. bad decision at one point. <laughs> I'm as clumsy as I am. No, stupid. no. I reject this analogy. We'll, we'll come up with a better one. I reject it. Outright. <laughs> and with us, as always, is Mizzy Walker. 
Jennifer Landau. Yum dum. Happy to be here. <laughs> we have a special guest. We do have a special Wee. guest, and uh, this is, uh, I was going to say it's long in the making, but really this is kind of a relatively n- new thing, because I've been a fan of this this channel on YouTube for a while. It was how I studied to win Star Wars trivia contests, and then, <laughs> then one day I see he followed me on the on the Twit machine, and I was like, I ah, wow, I'm a fan. <laughs> and then I reached out, and uh, we are we are mutual appreciation society members here, and it is uh, Alex Damon of Star Wars Explained, Yay. and uh, your wife Molly is with you as well. Yay. Yeah, because you, you know, we'll talk to you too, Molly, and our, uh, but you you help you you guys. This is a team effort. Yes. Yeah, right. But Alex, I want to know when this started. When was the time that you said I must get into YouTube land? You know, speaking of trivia questions uh, or trivia contests, um, I go to Dragon Con every year, and they have a really, really hard uh, Star Wars trivia contest. And I competed for a couple years, and every year I was like, I would do well but not win. And I was like, you know, I'm going to study. I'm going to study. (laughs) And one year I finally decided to do it, and I also have just a video marketing background. I was like, this would be good to document, and, like, it'll help me retain it. And so I just started making videos about it, and people seemed to like that, and just kept on going with it so that was in 2015 still haven't won that damn contest but uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting closer every year do you ever so. do a video of explaining why you lost do you like obsess like here's the question i missed i'm gonna do a video just about that <laughs> so what did i just do i did a video which was just like uh 101 facts from empire strikes back right. nice. this past year uh I would have won if I didn't have this question because I knew the very next one the other two people didn't, but it was, mm-hmm. what's the thing that eats R2 in the swamp of Dagobah? Mm. It's a dragon snake. Dragon. I wrote dragon serpent. Yeah. Oh, so come on. It just didn't come to me, and like even <laughs> the guy who moderates it was like, I could, like he kind of wanted to let me stay, and I was like, they got it completely yeah. right, and I didn't. The so. dragon snake is interesting because on, on, on May the 4th, I uh, I went to a Star Wars trivia contest in Anaheim with my friend Michelle Boyd from Washington Thrones, and we lost by one point. We came in second place, and I lost by one point, and that question came up, and I was like, that's a dragon snake. And she was like, that doesn't sound... I mean, that sounds like a Lucas thing. I was like, you're right, you're right. It was something else, and we... we no. If I'd only watched that video first. Uh, it's a tricksy one, because there's plenty yeah. of places you read about it in modern stuff. It's like, yeah. a creature grabbed R2. Like, right. say, if it's dragon snake, say dragon snake, dragon damn snake. it. <laughs> so this started, you launched this channel, you're documenting what you're, what you're doing, and then it just starts taking off, right? Yeah, kind of. Uh, we got 100,000 subscribers in about 16 months, I want to say. That's great. Wow. And, yeah, uh, and that was kind of my goal. I was like, I'd like a silver YouTube button, and right. we hit that, and it just kept on going. So nice. I'm going to keep on making videos. Yay. <laughs> I, I, must, I have to ask you, and I, I'm, I'm fanboying out here because you're, 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 you really do – know so much and you put it in such a wonderful warm engaging way where it's just simple i've seen other channels and there's i'm not talking i love other channels uh dash star all those guys all this dependence with love the ball there's something about you that just it just it's like i'm in your living room talking star wars with you um how do you gather all these facts because like for instance the clone wars i went through every uh, episode that you put out about here's the facts about clone wars by season um and i'm like i would not have recognized that i would have not seen that how do you research how do you put it all together i'm gonna tell you that i cheated on that one no that's (laughs) that's part of it yeah the the starwars.com has episode guides for all of their okay uh for every episode so i was just like all right i'm just gonna gather them all for this video and put them all in a season yeah uh and so that was actually one of the easiest videos yeah. that I've had to do as far as research because they did all the work for me. Yeah. Um, and they, they 
a lot of people liked those videos, so I wish they had more Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with Ken. Your 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 style is very clean, which is what I really really like about that. It's just uh, just the information, and it's still warm and personable. But it's so nice to just be able to quickly get the information without a lot of other stuff going on. Well, thank you. That's one of the goals I had was just to do it quickly because my favorite YouTube channels are more like they're either just jokes or they just get to the point fast. So I wanted to make something that didn't ramble and, uh, just here's the information. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's probably how it works. When, when did star Wars click into your life as a thing that you loved? Um, I first got into it in 95 or so. It was when the Olympics were in Atlanta and oh, okay. so my parents took me down to like the Olympic Center and it was kind of like Hollywood Boulevard where yeah. just people are in costume. Uh, and there was a Darth Vader walking around and I just kind of like fixated on him. And my dad was <laughs> like, do you know who that is? And he told me about Darth Vader and was like, he picks a guy up with one hand and crushes his neck. You know? <laughs> he's like, I'm seven. And you know, uh, so I was like, I have to see this. So we yeah. went home and they had it like taped off a of TBS. So we popped it in the VCR and I just, I think I watched that tape every day that summer. Oh, wow. mm. So that just started it. Does your father introduce every character by their most impressive kill? Is that yeah, a right? tradition that he does? <laughs> no, it's just for that one. Just I guess. that one <laughs> special moment. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, like I said, you do a great job. Your channel is, is growing and growing and growing. You guys have a second cha- channel. I know Molly, you're, you're, you're vlogging with him as well. And how's that going? Get up there. It's good. Yeah. We're pretty new to the vlog style yeah. channel. Um, so we're still getting used to that, but we're, we're doing well. Doing well. Hey, Molly, doing you well. help produce everything, right? So you guys are a team on this. Is that right? Yeah. Like, we schedule a bunch of videos, so I kind of help come up with ideas, and I'll sift through all the YouTube comments and see what people are asking for, and I'm I'm doing all the social media, so Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. all that stuff. Okay, cool. You're sift s- is a great verb for that. Sift yeah. is a great <laughs> verb. You are, you are Star Wars power couple. You are. <laughs> it's been fascinating to see this kind of shift, how people online really they love you guys as a couple and I think that they're enjoying seeing you guys on camera with your vlog channel and how does it feel to kind of share your your relationship on screen fun and different I mean I'm like I have to kind of prepare myself and turn myself on so sometimes Molly will just walk in with a camera and I like (laughs) I I just gotta change my attitude right (laughs) like I mean I'm thank you for saying that I feel warm on camera because I feel like I'm not the most personable person. I'm like Molly is more the social side of things and mm. uh, has all of that, like directing the social stuff, all of our social media. Mm. Uh, and I'm just like the nerd. So uh, it, it's nice to know that it comes off warm. It's crazy when people call us like a Star Wars power couple. Cause, like, I, no one would ever say that to us in like real life. Like our friends. Yeah, our well, friends. good thing I am not in real life. Yes. <laughs> so you need <laughs> different friends. I think. That's great. I mean, your Dark Ray cosplay. Well, oh, we were yeah. talking about it yesterday. Uh, I mean, it's it's impressive. It's good. Like yeah. you guys, are, you guys are you know the bells of the ball here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I got yeah. a lot of play at Dragon Con. Yeah, yeah the, I only saw. I think there was one other person that did a Dark Ray. Hmm. 
And everybody else was like, oh, man, that would, that would have been great. That's a great idea. And awesome. we, we were talking about this yesterday, Joseph, off air, that I, the Dark Ray is not just a great cosplay. It's great speculation. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It's, a, it's a theory starter. Yeah, yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys at DragonCon. Yeah. We'll, be there. we'll definitely um, hook up this year. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Now, so we have uh, a great Star Wars mind here, Joseph, and we have some great Star Wars fans. As always, we like to occasionally have episodes that are nothing but fan-generated questions. Yeah. Uh, we throw them out here to the table uh, and go with your gut instinct, Alex. I haven't given you these questions on purpose. I just want to, we're going to dive in, roll up our sleeve and have some fun. Uh, we have uh, a lot of places you can reach out to us if you want some questions. You can follow us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Force Center. And, of course, on our Facebook page, write in, send those longer questions that uh, we love uh, sifting through? Is that what yeah, I was going to say. Through? I was going to say. I was going to use that verb sift. I'm going to use it for everything in my life. <laughs> I got up and I sifted this morning. Now, uh, yeah, so it, uh, we have questions here that are from our new Patreon page. Uh, we also have questions that are sent in on Facebook or Twitter. And I do sift through all the questions. So if you have, uh, if you're a listener and you like asking questions, if you sent them in on Patreon or uh, one of the public channels of Facebook and Twitter, you just need to send them once and I will find them because there is so much sifting. Going on. Here we go. Our first question is from uh, listener Tristan Shields, who says, I'm still confused. It's a great way to start. Was Ben Solo named after Kenobi? When he was born in Empire's End, nothing was mentioned, I believe. Now, we can we, we have a great fact mind about Star Wars, yeah. so we can a- answer questions like this that come up factually, but also from your gut and from your desires. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so we'll go ahead and start with you, Alex. What Do you have any facts about this, and what's your feeling? I don't believe they've ever said—I don't remember anything in Empire's End either, but my gut says, yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know why they would have—the script writers would have named him Ben otherwise. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always think it's kind of a because there's this moment of like, well, did did Han and Leia really meet Ben? She would know him as you know General Kenobi, and I think just at some point it was one of those you're you're going through like um, my friend Christian Harloff, you know, he's going through baby names right now. I've heard he and his wife negotiate on the phone. Jennifer, you know, I'm sure yes. you and your husband had to be like, all right, here's my top ten, here's your top ten. Yeah, I think down the line maybe Uncle Luke was like, yeah, you ever thought about Ben? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and think about Ben is such a simple name for Star Wars names. So they're like, yeah. oh, that's really unusual. A simple name. Yeah. It's easy to yell. Yeah. One syllable. If you're looking, you know, a lot of couples might name something specific over your child might have a meaning to, well, old Ben Kenobi is the reason they all escaped from that Death Star. Yeah. Exactly. That I like that sense. idea. I like the he's the reason that they all came together. I'm fascinated with this because I think there's specific mystery around it. Right. Because Claudia Gray said that she had an idea that she she wanted to put in Bloodline, and Lucasfilm told her no. Oh, she said that on Twitter. And then the way everything around uh, Ben Kylo's birth is written in Empire's End, it's specifically written to be so mythic. Like that line about some people say Luke was there, some people say he wasn't. Yeah. So it it almost feels like Lucasfilm's like we're gonna do something more with this. Yeah. So just everybody leave it alone. Yeah. Uh, in my new this wild headcanon of what yeah. might be cool is what if what if Ben appeared to Leia. When she was coming up with baby names, like she's <laughs> sensitive to the force. Hashtag go sit, just yeah. sitting there. Like, have you ever considered Ben? Should I, maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's that director. Maybe it's just like, what's a good uh, baby name? Ben, Ben, Ben. Just just in the back of her head. Maybe Kenobi planted something. When uh, Alex, when Force Awakens hit, and Han yells, Ben. 
What was your reaction? I as, liked it. Because as, 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 you're, you're, you're not necessarily a Legends fan. We talked about it yesterday, too. You, you had Legends, you and I have maybe similar views on it. It's too big and wild, but there's a lot of great stuff in it. But uh, were you, you hoping Jason? Was he, if he yelled, Jason! <laughs> I, I, I probably would have liked that more, honestly. Yeah? Just, I mean, I do love it when they bring Legends stuff back, because I think every time they do, they're doing it in a more interesting way. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. I... I Still think Rebels Thrawn could have been a little bit better, but I loved his Thrawn book. But so, yeah, I would have really geeked out over Jason. And then Ben, it's like, I guess they wanted to name him after someone. And who else could they do? Like Akbar? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wedge! Yeah. Yeah, I I appreciate all of the Expanded Universe uh, love, but I'm so glad that they did not yell Jason because for for people who don't have that history, it's basically Arizona Ford walks out and says, Derek! (laughs) Chad! It's such an Earth name. Even if it had been anything else in the Expanded Universe that was not just kind of an Earthy name, I'd have been cool with that. Great question, Tristan. I think we're going to have a lot more opportunity to talk about that because I think there is something more and very specific coming. Uh, next question comes from another patron, Antonio Escutia Jr. When you purchase Star Wars figures, do you take them out of the packaging, or are you one of those people that leave the poor figure boxed for eternal damnation? That's all, Antonio. Nothing uh, nothing I'm adding there. Antonio also says, thanks to Force Center, uh, my Star Wars knowledge is ever-expanding, especially with Databank Brawl. Thank you, Antonio. Uh, so, yeah, Jennifer, let's start with you. Mm-hmm. How do, what is your toy philosophy? You know, I'm bad. I'm a bad collector. I like to have them out and about. You create little dioramas. Uh, my Maz Kanata is in like a fishbowl. I created a Takodana uh, terrarium. So, you know, I like to play with them. Wait and my a daughter. Have you not shown us that at all? I, it's on Instagram. Oh, okay. You can see it. Yeah, I have a little scene that I created. And my daughter now loves playing what she calls him the, the trooper, uh, which is the Finn character uh, okay. trooper. Yeah, Accurate. so she likes that. I'm terrible. I don't think you're terrible. I, you're terrible. I think this is an interesting discussion. We'll see who else can shame themselves because I'll, I'll shame myself. Uh, I feel guilty because I don't take them out of the package. Yeah. It's don't. like, no, yeah, it's gotten right, to be a psychological don't. issue at this point. Really? Really? No, I'm serious because I have – there's a couple of the new figures. It's just for me it's a matter of space because like back in the day with the power of the force, I would just buy two of everything mm. and I keep one in the package and uh-huh. then I open the other one up. And I've done that for a couple of the modern ones. I have a Vader and a Ray ready to come out of the package. Yeah. And now I'm obsessing over like the exact right time. I think there's something about being a Star Wars fan for a long time and knowing how precious – Figures from the right. 70s and 80s to still be in the package. Yeah. Mm. And to see already have it already happen. Went to Toys R Us yesterday and a bunch of the Force Awakens are discounted of just like, yeah. get Gus Tours the <laughs> F out of here. And knowing that the time is already passing where these things that are just now are going to be the past and they're going right. to be unique. Right. So I've got my own psychological issues there. I do now as well. Uh, you guys know the story that I sold all my uh, my Kenner uh, yeah. uh, Kenner Star Wars figures at a garage sale for $2. Uh, that was traumatic. <laughs> I, the skateboard I got with it was great. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that you I got a lot of great money. skateboard mm. podcasts Yeah, these days. absolutely. Um, so, but then you, there's a box in my apartment that if I pull it out, it has all the Power of the Force figures uh, on card, as I believe Mike Black would correct me in saying. Um, and I, um, I, I just... It, it's, almost psychological to me as well, including the Funko Pops, which I love the presentation of the packaging so I don't yeah. take them out. And as I transition to our guest answer, uh, I notice sometimes in his videos, he's got the same Funko Pops out of the box, and I'm always like, oh, God, I can't. 
Oh, they're out of the box. Oh, <laughs> what am I going to do? It makes you want to take it yours out, makes, right? No, it makes me want to rebox Alex's uh, Okay, I wanted to see which direction the judgment was going. <laughs> Alex, how do you feel about coming onto our podcast and being judged? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say I'm, I'm right there with you. I like to take him out and play, and I have one Funko Pop yeah. in the box because it's the big Starklighter Funko Pop. Uh, oh yeah, Biggs is your guy. Yeah, and of, of course that's. I was like, I bet they have a Biggs one, and I bet it'll be really easy to get. And it was a Comic Con exclusive from 2012, and like oh, we wow. finally bit the bullet and picked it up. It was like, all right, can't open that. <laughs> but we had someone that makes customs just uh, alter a Luke for us and uh, sent it in. So we have one that looks really great. <laughs> Out of the box, but all the rest of them, yeah, I like them out. I want them to bobble. You gotta bobble them. Yeah. You gotta bobble. Yeah, it's all about the bobble. <laughs> and you need to bobble big. <laughs> all right, your your uh, Kenner story. Yeah, I collected the action figures when I was back in like eight, nine, ten, and yeah. uh, I kind of grew out of them and was like. I had a family friend that had a bunch of little kids and was like, would you like them? And so oh. they took them all. And then, of course, like years later, I was like, I mean, I'm glad that they had them, but yeah. I miss them. <laughs> yeah. They kept them all, like put them in storage. My parents about a year ago went and like asked for them back <laughs> and they gave them back to me for my birthday. Oh, <laughs> oh like, wow. Ah. So we, we've got all my old figures back. Or I thought the story was going to end with like, and then they sold them and now they yeah, have a house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, look, and, and look to each their own. Like if I had more room, I would, it's just, I didn't think I had a problem with the idea of taking them out of the box. Didn't think I had that problem. And then when I uh, got hired at screen junkies, I was sitting at my office like, uh, and I ordered a Kylo Ren to complete my collection at home and because I have all the black series up on my wall and the box came damaged so I was like well I'll just take it to work and I'll just take the Kylo out and I'll set up on the desk and that was hard I did it because the box was just crushed yeah but that was harder than I thought yeah so I think what we're saying is that Ken you and I need to hire friends to sneak into our home and damage our packaging (laughs) and then we'll open our action Ken's gonna sneak into my house and rebox everything (laughs) I'm sneaking ears and then then your parents will come in and fix it all for us which is awesome that's a great question Antonio we could do a whole episode about that Uh, we'll move on to other questions from now next up another uh, Patreon question Gary Hassara asks the domestic gross for Empire Strikes Back was about 40% below A New Hope domestic gross. Episode 2 dropped off 35% from Episode 1 domestically. This sounds like it's a math problem, but it's not. Don't worry. There's no trains moving. If Episode 7 and 8 follow that trend, 8 will gross about $560 million, down from $937 million. Do you see that big of a drop-off for The Last Jedi? I am a CPA, so these numbers interest me probably more than others in a sick obsession kind of way. Thanks. Uh, no, Gary, that is not sick or obsessive. Also, I should just say, I'm, I'm trusting Gary. I haven't uh, verified these numbers, but for sure. purposes of this, we'll just imagine that Gary, a CPA, has nailed this right. and talk a little bit about it. Ken, what are your thoughts? Um, first of all, it's great research, Gary. I, I, I might use this on Clutter uh, <laughs> to talk on that. Yeah. It sounds smarter <laughs> than I am. No, um, I, I like it. I just don't... I think times have changed for movies. Uh, and I think we're in a different era where I absolutely do not believe Last Jedi will drop off at all. I think it might exceed uh, because they've done such a good job at getting uh, Star Wars, you know, getting the folks reignited in Star Wars, bringing on new fans, bringing on a lot of young fans. And I think... Um, uh, it will start strong. Now, what will might cause it drop off, and then we can break off in discussion about it, is if it is darker, if it is Ryan Johnson being more of an auteur and bringing in weird things and, and things that you know aren't as happy and uplifting as Force Awakens might 
have been for people. I, I, I think then you could see it drop off in the weekends after, but I think it's going to start strong. I think it's going to stay strong. It's Star Wars and globally. It'll cross the billion. Yeah. What do you think, Alex? I agree completely. I think it's a different time for movies. Um, nowadays, it's like you had Iron Man, huge opening, and then Iron Man 2, even though it wasn't as good, like Iron Man 3 was still the biggest opening. Yeah. Mm. I think it takes like a real stinker for a franchise, especially like Star Wars, to fall off. So I think The Last Jedi is going to crush it. Yeah. Plus they gave us that Luke tease at the end. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants to see Luke in this new one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So they'll get the Luke tease bump. Uh, uh, Jennifer. You know, I actually could see it dropping off just a little bit, just for people that are not Star Wars fans that are being dragged there by their significant others or family members. They're like, eh, you know, maybe they didn't see The Force Awakens. So they're like, well, I I don't know anything about it, so I don't I don't really want to go see it. I think that's what Rogue One people were, like, drawn to because mm-hmm. they're like, you don't really have to know that much about it. Well, actually, and I, then? <laughs> uh, I, take yeah. that, I take that back. So I could see a drop off, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slight, slight. Yeah. I, I, I see, Ken, your point about if it's seen as depressing. Yeah. That said, we all talk about The Force Awakens being this upper lifting. It's back to just the joy of Star Wars. You know where Han Solo is brutally murdered by his own child. <laughs> oh, Uplifting God. holiday movie. Yay. So we yep, clearly, yep. and the culture can clearly absorb a lot of darkness and still uh, walk away with a positive experience of the film. Right. I think the thing that might make the difference is I do think it is just going to be an incredibly well-made Movie mm-hmm. and without getting into anything like too subjective, just say going by Rotten Tomatoes and critics, looking at superhero movies uh, like Batman v Superman mm-hmm. had a huge opening weekend and then like one of the biggest drop offs ever. Right. Wonder Woman, uh, regardless of what anybody thinks about it, I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. Critically, it's uh, well acclaimed and it had a great second weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think if this movie is as well made as everything Ryan Johnson has ever made, I think there's going to be a little bit of that. You have to see this movie. It's so good. And the mm. critics all love it. Mm-hmm. Look at its score. And I think that will offset any drop off from the deterioration of nostalgia. Yeah. Ah. I think it's right. That sounds good. We solved it. Yeah, we yeah. solved it. We nailed it, Gary. Thank you. It was a great question. <laughs> I great like that. De- deterioration of nostalgia. That's yeah. <laughs> I think it's something we need to be aware of, right? Because yeah. that's part yeah. of what The Force Awakens was. Like, that Star Wars thing is uh, back. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And now people are like, why is Luke sad? What's he doing there? Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Uh, next question. Uh, this is our final question from Patreon, and then we'll get into an equal number of questions not from Patreon. This is from Ryan Wendorf, who says, let's say you are each holocasters who get shut down by the Galactic Empire in favor of imperial propaganda. Cruel. At what point would each of you join the Rebel Alliance, and what role would you have in the Alliance based on your real-life skills? So this one is a simple, direct question. We just rip our souls open and give Ryan the truth. Yeah, so basically, if we're broadcasters in this era, we have our own little podcast and holocast, as he's calling them, which is a great term. Yeah. Um, Whew. I don't know if you want to start with me. Okay, we'll we'll come back to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer? I will resist. I have to let my voice be heard because if they want me to to sit to basically be a propagandist, like I'm not going to do it. I have to speak my mind. So I think right away I would say no, I'm going to join the Rebel Alliance. 
I'm going to craft things somehow because okay. I'm a crafty person. So <laughs> you're going to make freedom terrariums. <laughs> I will be in charge of the merch, or I don't know, <laughs> you know, the stickers or whatever we got to do. Uh, that's my that's my skill. No, let, I want to dive into this just a little bit more. <laughs> I think it is valid to say you that you can craft for freedom somehow, but I want to know what exactly that would look like. Would you make like inspirational things for like uh, rebel soldiers to wear, or Ooh. like how would you craft for freedom? Sure, maybe I could help design our uniforms. Um, uh, posters, like do some okay. sort of like uh, propaganda. Well, not propaganda, but Rebel Alliance posters. Yeah, um, like it's not the, propaganda. It's, it's the truth, Which, right? Uh, what, Shepherd Fairy, you know yeah. those uh, Obey posters. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? I think it's true. Nice. We, we talk about the logistics of Star Wars. At some point. Someone put down a piece of paper in front of Palpatine, and he was like, ah, make it more gray. Yeah. <laughs> Flare out the pad legs. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Yeah. So same. at some point, General Leia has to go, can we go with, like, kind of, like, uh, this look, and, you know, and, and we can't, let's keep the X-Wing yeah. look. That's classic. Yeah. Right. Earth tones. Earth tones. We want earth tones. Yeah. How about you, Alex? So if you were broadcasting away and you got shut down by the Empire— I mean, I'm the biggest Rebel fanboy already, so I think I would have been secretly probably already supporting them. I'd like for my for my real life skills to translate. I'd like to see myself with some Lobot cybernetics on there. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, and then hopefully I can serve the rebellion some way. Maybe the Empire forcibly puts that on me, and now I'm uh, able to help them with strategy based on the I knowledge like, that I have. Okay, oh, cool. So when you say based on your real life skills, I would like a Lobot head. What in your real life makes you feel like you are a Lobot head? Uh, just my ability to retain all this useless knowledge. <laughs> I just—I watch a movie; it just sticks in there. I don't know. It's why. just in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Do you have an Apple Watch so you can feel even more like Lobot? No, so you but can that's type a good on idea. It? Okay, <laughs> you can do that to complete your oh, your look. If they released a Lobot Apple Watch, like a, for sure. If it did nothing but just send imaginary commands to Lando, the request to Lando, Lando button, a little Lando button. All right, Ken, mm-hmm. you ready? You guys know that I'm kind of an imperial sympathizer, that I love my imperial officers, Piet, Ozzel, Moff Gerard's one of my favorite characters of all time. I would would consider what they have to offer. Wow. What's going on? You know, these rebel rousers are causing problems. I don't feel safe in my own city. I want an ATSD walking down uh, the streets. Uh, uh, I don't trust what's going on in Jeddah. Let me see what you got going on. Now, I do love me some rebels. um, And you know that what it would take to get me to switch sides would be my good friend, Admiratus, Mm. showing up. (laughs) Like, you've got to do this. You've got to probe that shield. (laughs) (laughs) Then maybe you could switch around. I I think eventually, I think once I learned the true atrocities of the Empire, once that that Death Star, once I found out what it was built for, you know, Krennic is not the guy that I would hang out with, like in in Coruscant parties. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. From off Jer Gerard, I might stay. For other reasons, I think I'd slowly turn. Maybe I'd just fade into the background. I think your oh, your answer that you story. would get actual Star Wars counseling from Admiral Raddus himself. Yeah. And say, like, I understand you. You admire order right. and structure and security, right. but that's not what's really going on. <laughs> Open your eyes. As big as mine, says Admiral Raddus. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, would, uh, I think I would join as soon as I could out of uh, not bravery but fear. So, like, I, if I know that the Imperials are nearby and they shut me down, they're aware of me. They're aware I probably have anti-Imperial right. sentiment. So I'd be like, please, let me see anybody in an orange jumpsuit. I'm going to surrender to them and say, take me in, protect right. me. I will do right. some stuff for you, uh, Rebels. And I would continue to try to, to holocast. That would be great. Uh, right. I could spread the, spread the message. Um, 
And then I think uh, enable in order to help the rebellion, I think I could really lead like uh, improv comedy workshops <laughs> because that's a good skill. It's team building. It's yeah. team building, yeah. right? You know, they need the order when they're flying around in yeah. X-Wings, but they also need to know when to make up. Yeah. Some and new I, stuff, and they need a yes and. Yes yeah. and. Yes exactly. and. And, and to, to, I didn't answer that part, I guess. Uh, once I finally joined the rebellion, uh, the thing I have in common why I love Radis is I would be there like, y'all shut up. Let's fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get out there. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I would try to learn from Mon Mothma how to make those yeah. nice passive aggressive and, and from my previous Perfect. career, I could run all of security on the, the temple on Yavin 4. Perfect. Oh. Like I got it. I got an emergency operations plan. I know where to escort you all if we get an earthquake. Let's do it. Nice. And I can make copies, but there's no (laughs) paper. (laughs) So there you go. The great question, Ryan. We are going to move on to the questions that we got from uh, non-Patreon people. Thank you guys for continuing to be listeners and supporting us in so many ways. Uh, Our first question is from Otto Cobbler, and he asks, I think, a very juicy question. Mm. Who would win in an argument? Obi-Wan or Thrawn? Oh, my. Now, Alex, you're a Thrawn fan, right? Uh, yeah, I just said I'm a rebel fanboy, but if there's he's like my <laughs> Imperial yeah. Radis, if Thrawn yeah. came to me, you know, he might win me over. <laughs> but, but Thrawn, yeah, Thrawn, he might be, I understand your rebellion ties, but... All right, so we got a Thrawn fan, we got an Obi-Wan fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so Alex, I want to hear Debate. from you first. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, man, I just think that Thrawn knows his stuff. He's so charismatic. I mean... Obi-Wan's been with the Jedi so long, does he have a clear worldview? Thrawn sees the biggest picture there is and wants to save the entire galaxy. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I don't have any disagreement with that. I don't think that Obi-Wan would win a verbal argument at all. I think he would get tired of it because I think think Thrawn is pretty patient, but Thrawn ultimately comes down to an answer. And I think Obi-Wan's life view is, especially after the Jedi Order falls, is... Try to keep an open mind because mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen. And I think he would just get tired of Thrawn wanting to be right and Thrawn <laughs> wanting to have his like Sherlock Holmes reveal. But but actually, did you notice? And I think everyone would be like, I don't care. <laughs> Good for you. Maybe he would win. Maybe he would just frustrate Thrawn because he's just. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But but from a yeah, see what I did. <laughs> yeah, I was going to focus on that angle where where Obi Wan's half truths and hyperbole exactly. Thrawn could see through. But maybe it would be just a case of uh, I can't pin you down. Uh, I can't even. I just can't figure you out. I see Obi Wan smugly just drinking because we know he has yeah. a drinking problem. Uh, I, I I I don't know. It'd be it'd be a fair fight. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Jennifer? This is really complicated. For for sure, I thought oh, Thrawn would win. He would. You know, run circles, and he's a strategist, and he's very charming and charismatic. So, I don't know, but I could see it both ways. I yeah. could. Who would you want to win? Oh, Thrawn. <gasps> just but no, but just what? because it'd be interesting to watch. Yeah, I admire that that level of you know. I think we just also though got a Star Wars standalone film to pitch, which is much like my dinner with Andre. It's Obi Wan and Thrawn, yeah, having drinks. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that Obi-Wan's lightsaber is in the middle of the table the whole time. Because I think that's what it ultimately comes down to. Because if it's an actual, like, battle, I think Obi-Wan is ultimately going to win. win. Of course. You know, he can negotiate with his lightsaber ultimately if he has to. But it would be the last thing he wants to do. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I haven't seen my dinner with Andre. But I don't think there's a gun in the middle of the table to give it that extra (laughs) attention. No. And I think 
no. this movie would have a We could put Wallace right Shawn in the middle of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on Obi-Wan versus Thrawn in a mm, big right. old argument? I don't know. Anything um, else? Uh, Molly, you're, you're, you're living and married to a Thrawn fan. Does that, how does that float? I'm fine with it. You're good? I, okay. I loved Thrawn and Rebels. Um, I don't know him as much, like his legend stuff, yeah. but I love his character, and I read a little bit of, a, the, of the Thrawn book. I haven't finished it yet, but I just think, yeah, like you said, he knows a ton of stuff, and he knows how to talk to people in the right way. That might be the deciding yeah. factor. Yeah, I think they would exactly. talk about art a lot, and then I think it would come down to if Thrawn could perceive one of the few things that Obi-Wan feels mm-hmm. absolutely adamant about. Yeah. He's very shifty, except for he believes Luke is the chosen one at that yep. point, and he believes Anakin can't be turned. So if Thrawn discovered either of those things, mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. the crux of our movie. It's like, we know that's his actual weaknesses. This movie writes itself. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're writing it right now. We're working hard. Uh, we're holocasting. Uh, our next question uh, is kind of a, we combined two questions because they're both about the same topic. Uh, our first question comes from Rob Clark, who asks, should droids have representation in the Senate? And the second question comes from Cody Koenig, who says, do you think Disney would ever do a droid-focused movie? If they did, what would you want to see? A droid we already know, IG-88 spinoff, or a completely new droid? So I, I want to answer both questions, but I think it is a great thing to talk about more and more in canon, how much uh, the sentience of droids is being uh, discussed. Alex, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I've been trying to just... This is a topic that I think, I, or I know I want to do a video about, but I just can't, like, put all my thoughts down right. Oh, but yeah. ever since like the C-3PO comic and he's like having memories mm-hmm. of Naboo and Padme and things that should have been wiped. Yeah. And like his discussion with that Imperial droid. Yeah. It's like, I, and again, I, and then we watched Westworld and I'm like, uh-huh. these guys are sentient. Like they're basically <laughs> slaves. Like I want right. to talk about it, but like I need, I need some help with the philosophy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I love this question because I, I think they are sentient and, if they are, then they should probably be represented. But then there's so many different types of droids. And like, right. <laughs> do yeah. astromechs get their own thing and protocols get their own thing? <laughs> right. and yeah. The assassins? I mean, who wants them around? <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the, what do the gonk droids say? Gonk. Yeah, and then you get into droid-on-droid droid violence because yeah. droids need energy and gonk droids are batteries. So mm. you got a bunch of protocol droids just plugging into gonk droids right and left. That's not cool. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah, and what yeah. level, like, are the gonk droids sentient? Or is yeah. it just the protocols? Like, there's well, so many you, But you go to Jedi and, yeah. Yeah, that gonk droid's screaming in pain when his feet are getting burned uh, yeah. by uh, yeah. Jabba Joe. Yeah, he's aware. Huh. Uh, Jennifer, how are you feeling about uh, general droid sentience? And then we'll drill down into more specifics of their questions. That's such a great question because it's like, who who do we give the power to? Maybe they need like a representative mm-hmm. so that uh, an alien or a human representative for them that can mm-hmm. stand with them and kind of make those mm-hmm. decisions. Like gonk droids, sorry, you don't get your voice heard. <laughs> what, what do you got to say? You know, <laughs> or as the protocols and the astromechs and such, they are represented in the Senate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think to, to speak to the actual questions, I think you need a planet to be represented in the Senate, or, you know, there's a Trade for Federation controversy if they should have had representation, because they're right. a conglomerate. Uh, so I think that we should have a story in Star Wars where droids revolt and take over a planet. There you go. <laughs> be planet of the droids. Cybertron-like planet. Yeah. This is where my Imperial side comes out, why I have the Imperial hat. No. <laughs> I built you in a lab. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, K2SO has enough personality. Then when he's the first death in Rogue One and it, and it tugged on my heartstrings yeah. more than any of the other deaths. 
that scene, climb, climb, it's, the power goes out in his yeah. eyes. If K2SO wants to vote, I'm all for it. Ken, I think you're just trying to do a heel turn because of your love of wrestling. You're trying to pitch something <laughs> here today that isn't entirely true. You're cutting a promo on Forcenter. On Forcenter? I, I just, I, I, I don't. Like, where does the line, is it gonk droids? Is it the mouse droids? Do the mouse droids exactly. get a vote? I don't are know. The, are the mouse droids, oh, it doesn't matter how well they can express their sentience yeah. as long as they are sentient. Are? Yeah. Okay. That's what I think. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's deep. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, don't that's know. what sci-fi is all about. Like, what is humanity and, like, where is that line? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's Blade Runner and Battlestar Galactica and, right. like... But that's an excellent point. When season four of Galactic came out and, and the big reveal of those characters, I was like, nope. <laughs> nope. Really? You're not clankers. Don't care. Nope. Uh, nope. I maybe have a droid problem. Okay. <laughs> so imagine this. Yeah, you just like Wu hair. You don't like their kind. <laughs> yeah. uh, so imagine this. Imagine various droids, especially they're older, and people are like, I'm sorry I can't sell you to anyone. Very old protocol yeah. droid. TC-14 maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Still kicking around Force Awakens era. And like, sorry, just nobody wants you. You're old. Yeah, we're just yeah. going to leave you in basically a park on Naboo. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and a bunch of those droids get together, and they go, and they start their own settlement on a moon somewhere. They're not, there's no violence. Mm-hmm. They haven't disrupted anyone. They're just like, we're going to go live our life. Now we have our own place. Mm-hmm. And now we want to be part of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Can we just be a part of the conversation, even if that conversation is only gonk? <laughs> I mean, all right. <laughs> oh, this is a t- yeah, it's tough. Yeah. But it gets into the whole AI question of fearing robots. And that's one of the reasons why George Lucas wanted to create these, mm-hmm. these droids, was to right. make them friendlier and less scary than what sci-fi generally will sometimes depict them as, mm. which is our threat of humanity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <sighs> mm. It's scary. So let's, uh, let's ask, uh, answer Cody's question specifically. Uh, of what kind of a droid movie would you want to see? Would you want to see Planet of the Droids? Do you want to see an IG-88 solo movie? Do you want to see all gonks all the time? I mean, we talked about in Star Wars Ranked that IG-88 is one of, uh, you know, I put up there on the list of, of top yeah. five bounty hunters for me, only because I'm fascinated by the fact that this droid made in a lab or some, you know, warehouse kind of wakes up and is like, I'm evil and I want to take jobs killing people. Yeah. So, all right, you know, maybe IG-88 get to vote. Uh, I don't know uh, if, um, I don't know. Droid-centric. Now, you mentioned Alex the C-3PO one-shot comic. I love that, and it was touching. I actually am a fan of that issue, and some people aren't. But as some of you know, like that Clone Wars episode where Mieber Gascon's leading a band of droids checked out, and I've, oops, and I've <laughs> had dinner with Stephen Stanton and told them to his face that I just, Gascon's one of my least favorite characters. Um, and as he, he did the voice of Gascon, of course. And so, and he's a frog, not a droid. That's why, but I, I just, I, I pulled out of, of watching anything that's just droids too much, other than the C-3PO comic, which was done so beautifully. Speaking okay. of Steen, Stephen Stanton, I think AP5, definitely, from Rebels, yeah. would be an amazing member of the Senate. Right. <laughs> and that's another place that they've really touched, touched on these big ideas too, with AP five wanting to be actually be appreciated and acknowledged. I think he'd be a great senator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. would you go see AP five colon the musical? Oh, absolutely! <laughs> <laughs> All oh. in for that. Oh wow, I didn't that, that is awesome, uh, Jennifer. If there, were, if somebody just said, "Hey, you have no choice. There is going to be a droid movie. What kind of droid movie would you want?" This is not really well. It's, it's Pixar. I want to see a Pixar Wally kind of droid mm. film. That's what I want to see mm. with a sweet little droid and then there's some mean droids that uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a threat. I don't know. I don't know. IG-88? Eh. Eh. Mm. Yeah. I could okay. do without it. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think uh, Wally is a great answer because I think the challenge is narratively the droids have all always been uh, sidekick characters who sure. offer a different view and a different perspective. So how do you make a sidekick character who always has that perspective the main character? Mm-hmm. I think Wally's a good model for that. Alex, do you have any droids that you want to see star in the film besides AP Five? I'm racking my brain and I really I don't think I would want to watch a two hour movie about like <laughs> any droid. I just <laughs> they got to be triple zero slasher film. Oh well, you may have done it there. Yeah, yeah. Rated yeah. R slasher film, <laughs> Triple Zero. Yeah, I do BT. love Triple Zero. Yeah, you like Triple Zero. I, 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 I'm okay with Triple Zero too. I know some people don't, but I, I, I like I like Dark Three PL. Every yeah. time he's on, <laughs> I like every line he says. I'm like, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, you may have won me over there, but I think they're kind of better in smaller doses. I like the idea of an animated one. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know. I can't think of something that would really capture my attention for two hours. Yeah. Young a long time. Snap Wexley and Mr. Bones. Oh, yeah. A road picture. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I would for sure get a road picture. Oh, <laughs> Just riding speeders, killing people. I think really what it comes down to is we're all happy to see droid in movies as long as they're killer droids. Yeah. <laughs> we love the killer droids, the angry ones. Uh, those are great questions, Rob and Cody. Thank you for sending those in. Our next question comes from Brenton Portis. Brenton asks, you are an intergalactic bounty hunter and you must choose a sidekick, but you can only pick between a Jawa or an Ewok. Now, when this was posted, uh, one of our other listeners posted back like an hour later. I thought this was an easy question, and I discovered it's not. Hmm. So I'm interested to see if you guys find this to be a, a vexing question as well. Ken, it looks like you have a thought. Well, I, I was going to say we should start, but maybe we end with Jennifer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we know you're salivating at the mouth um, this one. It is harder than I thought. I, in the end of the day, would go Ewok. Yeah. But now, th- now pull back. This is not okay. which is cooler, because it's easy to interpret any of these questions of sure. either or who's cooler. We could have yeah. interpreted the Obi-Wan or Thrawn who's cooler. Right. But the question is, you're a bounty hunter, right. and you have a sidekick, which I think adds some flavor to this. Uh, Alex and Molly, do you guys have any uh, opinion on this Jawa or Ewok? Uh, I think I have the perfect answer, actually. <laughs> um, I, would, I would go Ewok, because mm-hmm. A, I mean, they can fight. They can hold their own. They're right. tiny bears. They got strength. But more importantly, we know from the Aftermath books... Whether you love this idea or hate it, they are therapy animals. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, this is a high-anxiety job that we're doing. So at the end (laughs) of the day, you can cuddle up with your little sidekick buddy. He'll calm you down. I I think that's what you have to do. What can a Jawa do for you, really? I would go Jawa. I think there would be good hustlers. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. I agree with you, Molly. This is what I was thinking about is now the therapy walk is a great argument, but I feel like a lot of bounty hunters don't want to admit that they're weak, that they keep that mask. <laughs> oh, well, up, you keep up. that behind closed doors. Yeah. <laughs> and then and now but now you're sharing it. Now you're getting massages and stuff. And, <laughs> and an Ewok is chirping at you about your feelings. And, like, and then, you, then you have to be honest with yourself that you are vulnerable and you're not this fearsome bounty hunter. <laughs> That's the movie. That's you're just okay. learning to love yourself. Okay. <laughs> You're taking nice, bounties. Nice. I like that. I like here's the here's the Boba Fett movie. You nailed it. <laughs> but I like Molly's point about the Jawas. So I just want to yeah. touch on that real quick. Is we have seen the Jawas be little hustlers now yeah. in their most. I think uh, Alex just Tatooine, right? I believe that's what the databank entry says about Jawas. A, I thought. Yeah, maybe, did we maybe didn't see any on Jakku. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Okay. Yeah. So we. Who knows? Uh, 
so, but do you take a Jawa off Tatooine? That Jawa mm-hmm. knows how to hustle. It knows how to talk. I think that if you had a uh, Jawa, could be like a little bird, like on Game of Thrones. It could go find out information really? for you. It could steal stuff. We don't know what it is under there still. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who knows? And that would be amazing in the movie. You have this little Jawa, and then it rips its. It's a shaved Ewok. It's a shaved Ewok. It's got tentacles everywhere. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't know. Who knows? You'd have a sand crawler for like a dope base and yeah. keep it like really organized with weapons. All right, like this is harder than I. Initially thought. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, first of all, I would like someone out there to draw a fan picture of Dengar cuddling an Ewok. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah, Dengar admits his weakness. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the reasons and he's then people awesome. started making fun of my bandages, which is really just part of my culture. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Ken, I'm still sticking with Ewok because okay. I, I think as a bounty hunter, as a sidekick, you need some help now, but. <laughs> but. Um, if my ship breaks down, I have more faith in a Jawa being able to fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Molly's right. I mean, you, you see those Jawas just like, bee, 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 to, to Owen. Like, they're standing their ground, man. Oh, they're, yeah. they're not going to be pushed around. There's some benefits to that. But at the end of the day, I still think Ewoks, as you call them, Joseph, are little murder bears. And yep. I, I would take that with me. Yeah, the Jawas see what they want and they take it. But Jennifer, the final uh, comment on this one goes to you. And I think we know your answer. Your body language is telling me your answer. Come on. Come <laughs> on. Ewoks. Ewoks. Because they're going to be my muscle. They eat people, <laughs> right? So I can use it as a threat. They're, they're great fighters. They're ferocious. And if I am a bounty hunter, why are you, mm-hmm. why are you so surprised? I'm not surprised. I just love that the first thing that you went to is painting a picture of when you're negotiating with someone, you say, my bears will eat you. <laughs> I'm going to have to be ruthless if I'm a bounty hunter. I'm going to change a little bit, guys. I'm sorry. That's fine. But then there is a softer side of me. So at the end of the night, yeah, I want to watch a movie with my little my little bear, <laughs> cuddle up next to him. Yeah. Give me, I didn't know that they gave massages. I, I just assumed. I'm loving that. Yeah, we talk it over the day. I just dreamed. (laughs) So there's my answer, as if it was a surprise. No, it's a great one, and I love that you, uh, you, like Alex, you were pulling out the extremes of the Ewok from, they will eat you. They're not even going to kill you or cook you. They'll just start chowing down in this cantina. Like the Monty Python bunny. (laughs) Kicking back. I mean, did you you choose a specific Ewok? I did. Well, I did, because I was like, I wouldn't choose Wicked. (laughs) Wicked's a great friend of mine, but I would not choose him. I'd choose Tebow. Tebow? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He just also looks more threatening. You could count on Tebow. We, we've established that Poplu is a drunk. Yeah. Those people might. Poplu's a go-getter. He's a go-getter. <laughs> a go-getter, but he doesn't follow orders. It's, 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 uh, He's going to go off book. Yeah, it's like Charlie from, from Arrested Development. Like, it's, it's a wild card. He just, yeah. you know, Poplu, no. But Tebow. Yeah. Uh, Tebow wears his previous victims on his head. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like, do you want to be his hat? He do you want to be Tebow's hat? Be, give me what I want. Yeah, exactly. His headdress. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great take. You yeah. run the risk of your Ewok thinking that a droid would be a god and then just like bowing uh, down. Oh, oh don't, start, don't start throwing facts. It's true. Oh, no. We need a very worldly or galactic. Well, I, oh, uh, I look at Ewok for sure. The kind of Ewok I would want is kind of like Black Kersantan, the, the bounty hunter who's the, the crazy scarred yeah. Wookiee. Like, we need like that Ewok mm. who, like, I got kicked out of Bright Tree Village because my views are kind of extreme. Right. I'm a worldly <laughs> Ewok. A I don't bow down Ewok. to shiny things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I've learned the error of my yeah. ways. Uh, yeah. Great comment. 
complicated question, <laughs> Matt, and one That's that will right. be debated through the ages. On the surface, it's so stupid, but then yeah. you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Great points on both sides. M- wonderful points. And I'm sorry, that question was from Brenton Portis. I said Matt because Matt is coming from our next question. Matt Robertson asks, who do you awesome people, thank you, who do you awesome people think is the worst smelling character in the Star Wars universe? Oh, my. I feel yeah. in my heart as though I've answered this before, either on a podcast or just out loud to myself. <laughs> but, uh, Ken, do you have a, a thought? I have a few. Uh, okay. my, but initially you're going to think Jabba. Jabba it makes perfect sense. Yep. Um, then my mind goes to Dexter. Mm-hmm. Working hard in that diner. Mm-hmm. Yep, pulling uh, up those greasy pants. Those pants don't look like they've been washed in a while. Mm-hmm. I could see that he was like, I don't have a need for showers. <laughs> like, <laughs> But you know who I think? <laughs> Emperor Palpatine. <gasps> no. That's, uh, that was going to be my answer as well. Really? Oh, you well, then let's, let's co-answer. Yeah. I, I believe Palpatine would sit there. I don't think he gets up a lot. Nope. I think at some point he was a very prim and proper powdered man from Naboo. Yep. Mm. He doesn't have the time to shower. No. Nor does he care. I prescribed, uh, uh, I believe the theory that the, some of that uh, ugliness is like he mumbles in Sith, like, I can't, can't hold it anymore. Mm. And that's so when all of the ugliness comes out, the smell comes out too. The smell he's been hiding forever. <laughs> the smell of true dank. Yeah. Deep, dark, awful, evil. But then I think the dignitaries come by, and I think they puff him <laughs> with, like, a nice smell. <laughs> and have you ever been, like, in a room where somebody just vomited, yes. and then they, somebody tried to perfume it? And oh. it's like, the perfume so, makes the horrible like, smell even worse? Yes. Do they have, like, does Janice Grijadis have, like, I'll take his hair. And Similu <laughs> <laughs> is coming in. Somebody else is thing. doing his nails. Yeah, which yeah, is a scary you, job. You, t- you Tasha was like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to Jakku. I'm out of here. Oh I'm out of here. So Palpatine is uh, what Ken and I think think uh alex and molly do you have thoughts uh you go first i was thinking borgullet maybe oh, oh yeah pretty slimy and gross mm. i don't know yeah i can't That's imagine good. that was felt good yeah smelled good we just learned uh, that some of his sound effects were created with a yoga mat so it, there's a lot of sweat involved <laughs> <laughs> yeah alex do you have a you know i actually don't have a sense of smell wow, so wow. i cool. have to i have to go with my I like your Palpatine answer, the just theoretical smell of evil. Hmm. Uh, I can't imagine his breath smells good. No. His teeth. No. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, yeah, so I'll just... Do you think Palpatine or... So I think Jabba is an answer that a lot of people would go to as well. Do you think Jabba or Palpatine smells worse? Uh, by looks alone, I'm going to go Jabba. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Leia did not look happy being pressed up against him. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. Yeah. He's got his natural odors, and then whatever it is he's smoking out of that yeah. snackquarium. Uh, Jennifer. Yeah. You know, there's so many stinky people in Star Wars <laughs> that I imagine, right? I mean, you know. I mean, that's a t-shirt we just created, right? <laughs> yeah. There's so many stinky people and in Star Wars. And now we have our Jennifer T-Public, Lynch. so yeah. there we go. That'll go, that'll go right up. Everyone smells Governor Tuck, and I recognize our foul stench. Um, so, but immediately, mm. Mm, there's something controversial there. No, 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 no. I just, I just it had headcanon that Palpatine makes all of his uh, big officials smell as bad as him, <laughs> <laughs> and that it's not just an insult. It's true that he really does. Tuck and really he does smell. Smells terrible. Uh, Uncar. Plot. Oh, yeah. I think that being in the desert, he waves his arms a lot, <laughs> and I just imagine that just the B.O. emanating from that uh, would be foul. 
Yeah. Stuck in that shack all day. Exactly. <laughs> the smell is mine. It's yeah. mine. <laughs> There's mine. A great answer. Uh, and that is, uh, that's it for our questions that we are going to answer. We had one other question sent in, and I don't want to encourage this happening too often where you ask a question and then you just answer it. <laughs> but this one delighted me, and it is from a listener who is uh, very loyal, uh, responds a lot, sends in a lot of great questions. This is from Trevor Timmis at Timmis Trevor on Twitter. And he asked, with a Lando-shaped hole in the new saga, angry face emoji, would it make up for this if Poe wore Lobot's lemon-sleeved number in episode eight? And then he just says, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So why do we need to weigh in, right? Uh, Why do we? But, you know, we we did our our outfit, Star Wars ranked outfits episode. Lobot made my list because he's just classy, simple, and sleek. Yeah. Um, So some kind of, it it does break my heart that we're seemingly getting no Lando. There might be other other reasons for that. I get it. But uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we see like Lobot Jr. (gasps) at some point. Yeah. And here's the thing. I'd be fine with this if if we see Poe wearing that, because he's going to rock it. He's going to make anything look good. Right. And then we cut to Lobot Jr., and he's wearing Poe's jacket, too. <laughs> and he looks great. Yeah. Absolutely great. grabs him by the little headgear and just, mm, looks mm, good. Lip yeah. bite. Yeah. Lip bite. Yeah. Looks good on you. Looks oh. good on you. Jennifer, any thoughts on Lobot or uh, his, his uh, outfit on Poe? I just, I want to see Junior Lobot. Now that you said that, yeah. I've got to see Junior Lobot. It's Come canon. on, he's it's such a cool character. Definitely can. Yeah. Alex, <sighs> do you want to see Lobot Junior, the movie? I mean, I want Lobot back ever since yeah. the Lobot comic. Yeah. That's my top one, or the Lando comic, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Lobot just made that story. Yeah. So, yeah, let's, uh, if we need Lobot Junior to get Lobot back in, I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> and Molly, if there is AP5 the musical, can Lobot appear in it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sold. 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 He would love Sold. to have him. <laughs> I think they would get along together well. They're both organized and efficient, and I bet Lobot has a lovely voice. And a great dancer, too. Remember yeah. the robot chicken? Did you ever see oh, yeah. that with him dancing? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be such a beautiful moment that Lobot never speaks. He just taps on his wrist until the music comes on, and then a big, beautiful voice comes out of Lobot. And those are all of our audience questions for this special episode. We thank you all for submitting those questions, whether it be on Twitter, Facebook, book, uh, mail, mail, carrier pigeon, and of course on <laughs> Patreon. I want to especially uh, take a moment to thank Alex and Molly coming in. You guys will also be on Data Bank Brawl coming up soon. You guys are out here at the town that's recording for E3. You got to play Battlefront 2, yep. right? Can you just talk a little bit about your experience playing Battlefront 2? I want to play it again right now. Really? I got to play it for two hours and it was not enough. And I was oh, doing the wow. same thing over and over, like the same Assault on Theed. That's all we got to play. Ooh. It was so much fun. Yeah? Oh, man. The the classes are amazing. The heroes are fun. Flying ships feel so good, like better than the first one. What heroes did you get to play? Um, I got to play Darth Maul, Ray for a second. I got shot to pieces. Uh, mm. And I had Boba Fett for like a second at the end of a match. So Darth Maul. I mean, I'm not that big of a gamer, so I'm just right. not great. But right. <laughs> I like got Darth Maul, and I was like testing out his abilities. And one of them is to do like that Palpatine swirl. Yes. Oh. Uh, and I like wound up in the middle of a firefight. Like <laughs> I didn't mean to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the battle droids were, was really fun. Battle droids were great. How was that? It was great. I mean, the battle droid part of it, yeah. They had a good? Yeah. They have a sniper. You can play as a B2 super battle droid. Oh, the, nice. The oh, new wow. system that they implemented is called battle points. So if you're playing the objective or if you get a kill, you get a certain number of battle points. 
then you can spend those to upgrade to a B2 battle droid or mm-hmm. a vulture droid in the sky. Um, and that's kind of how you change what you're playing. Um, but mm. this, the gameplay felt good. I, I'm very excited. I'm excited. Yeah, and as, awesome. as, as prequelist as we are, Joseph, we yeah. will be uh, assaulting Theed for a long time. I want to assault Theed for hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's my R&B song. I don't know what it means, but uh, it sounds That's good. Sure. All right. Well, the guys, this has been Force Center for today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Force Center Pod as we push for 2,000 followers on there. We're getting very, very close. Facebook, like us there. We're looking for 1,000 followers there on Facebook. And then we'll start doing a lot more Facebook Live stuff there. There too, just me and Joseph attacking Theed. That might be what <laughs> That's we do right. there. Uh, we're on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. Those ratings and reviews do help. And Joseph, Patreon is going quite well. We have our Patreon-only show. We got a lot of things yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a an episode of the podcast called "Finish the Fan Fiction," where patron supporters, uh, Patreon supporters, submit just a little beginning of a Star Wars story, and then we fill it out. And it is great fun. Uh, you can get access to that at only two dollars a month, and then you get all the other. Uh, rewards and whatnot, so go check that out at patreon.com slash force center. Absolutely. So that is the end of this program, but much more to come here on the Force Center podcast feed, and you can follow us ourselves personally in all our adventures. Like Mr. Scrimshaw, you have a lot of things going on. I do. You can uh, follow me on all the social medias at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can also listen to my other podcast, Obsessed, that is on the Feral Audio Network. I am on Anchor. Uh, if you haven't heard of Anchor, go download that app. It's a really fun, cool, weird app. Uh, my station there is called Headcanon, where I talk about all sorts of different pop culture. And also, I will be at both Convergence and Dragon Con coming up this summer. And at both of them, I will be doing a live version of Star Wars Counseling. So check that out on my website at josephsgrimshaw.com. Absolutely. Jennifer Landa. Yeah, you can follow all of my Star Wars adventures on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Jennifer Landa. And my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jennifer Landa. Absolutely. You can follow me at Ken Absock. I'm on Anchor as well with Daily Thrones, talking about Game of Thrones. We build very, very, very fast to Season 7 of Game of Thrones. And again, our special guests, Alex and Molly of Star Wars Explained. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy L.A. schedule. You're out here for business and some pleasure, but mostly business. So we appreciate you taking the time to join us here. Tell the fine folks at Force Center where they can find you and all the wonderful things you do. Our main thing is our YouTube channel, Star Wars Explained. We're also on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and we have our show on Anchor as well. That's right. You were there as well. And for the uh, the vlog channel as well, that's yeah. uh, still, still, still the same thing, or what is it? Uh, we changed it to Malik's Vlogs, actually, because the <laughs> vlogs aren't uh, so much about Star Wars. They're just about whatever. So <laughs> The life, the universe, and everything. Yeah. I love it. Thanks again so much for joining us. All right, guys, that's Force Center for today. So for the smelliest characters in the galaxy, <laughs> those murder bear Ewoks, and Loba Jr., we'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.